Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again here, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. You can plan and plan and plan and plan some more. But sometimes those best laid plans of yours can go right down the old dumper. And if you need examples, you look no further than your New York Yankees and your New York Mets. But the bottom line is this. It is now time to play ball. So like I said, I want you all to listen up here and now get a load of this. Yep, it's time to play ball. The baseball season officially opens this week. And man, oh man, oh man, I am pumped up, fired up, and ready to go. I mean, could not be more excited about coming into a new baseball season. You know, it's just... There's something about the opening of the baseball season that, to me, it's just, well, it doesn't get any better than this, as far as I'm concerned. I just, I love the opening of the baseball season. But, and, and as you know, listen, the Yankees and Mets, they go into these seasons different than other teams. Maybe it hasn't always been that way for the Mets, but it certainly was going into this season kind of like World Series or bust. And with the Yankees, it's always that. It, it's always that. However, at the same time, at the very same time, uh, some of your plans, as I was saying, can get all busted up. I mean, big time busted up. And that's exactly what has happened to the Yankees and the Mets. So l- let's first... Let me first go over the situation with the Yankees. I mean, you don't lose one pitcher. You don't lose two pitches. You now, with the latest, with um, Luis Severino uh, having a lat strain going on the injured list, you got three-fifths of your, what was supposed to be your starting rotation, three-fifths going on the injured list to start the season. Frankie Montas, you don't know when you're getting back, if you're going to get him back at all this season. Rodan, Rodan, your big ticket, other than Aaron Judge in the offseason, free agent ticket, says he's coming along, but he's still on the injured list. And now Seve with the lat strain. I mean, I don't care what kind of slugging machine you have. You ain't winning nothing. You ain't winning a damn thing without pitching. So, as far as I'm concerned, I believe the Yankees have to make a deal and a substantial deal. Now, I do believe, and I I felt this for a while, that they've been working on a deal. But now I think there's a greater sense of urgency to make a deal happen. They need to go get pitching. And you can tell me what this guy can come in and Clark Schmidt and and, and Brito or this or that. But that's all fine and dandy. But you need guys, you know, guys who are, you know, penciled in. For example, Domingo uh, Herman, 
I mean, all of a sudden these guys step in, you know, they might have been maybe the sixth or seventh guy on the list. Now they're front and center. They got to be part of it. I'm not saying they can't do it, but right now pitching ain't no strength for the New York Yankees. So I think they got to make a deal. And I'm going to get into that as we talk, but now let's talk about one positive thing. And this is not, and I told you so, but you've been listening to me since way back, since last season, especially when the Yankees were doing their struggles and we weren't sure if the Yankees were going to actually blow the division. I said the Yankees needed to play small ball. They needed to, 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 to need, they needed fresh blood. And I wanted to see going into the coming season, which was 2023, I wanted to see Anthony Volpe and I wanted to see Oswald uh, uh, Peraza in the lineup together. Because Volpe in the minors last year had 21 bombs and 50 stolen bases. And Peraza, before he came up late with the Yankees, had 19 home runs and 33 stolen bases. And I felt you, that's that would have been 40 and 83. 40 bombs and 83 stolen bases between the two. I thought that's what the Yankees needed. Well, lo and behold, and, and Peraza, uh, you know, going in, everybody thought Peraza was going to be the shortstop this season. And Volpe would have an outside chance, a very far outside chance, because he only had a little bit of a AAA last year, a small sample they figured he needed to be in the minors again. But what Volpe did, it it's the best way possible to make a team. Volpe, Anthony Volpe, from New Jersey, from Del Barton High School, made it impossible, absolutely thoroughly impossible for the Yanks not to keep him. I mean, you can talk about checklists, you can talk about this, you can talk about that. He did everything right. At the plate, in the field, on the bases, the way he conducted himself on the field, off the field, and in the clubhouse, he he checked off A A A A A A. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying, you know, that this guy is not going to have slumps this season because the best of the best do. But so far, he he had he gave the Yankees zero chances for them to cut him. If they would have cut him, it would have been a travesty. It really would have been an injustice. So I'm absolutely thrilled about that. But while I'm thrilled about Volpe making it, and, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you right now, the kid becomes my my favorite Yankee. I was rooting for him. I wanted it to happen, and it happened. But I'm sad that Peraza has been optioned and sent down. Now, I get why that has to happen. It has to happen because Peraza's got to play. And if he's not going to play, him sitting on a bench doesn't do anybody any good. Doesn't do the Yankees any good, and it really doesn't do Peraza any good. So he's got to play, all right? So he goes down to the minors. I mean, what I wanted, if you recall, 
I wanted Peraza because they still say Peraza is the better shortstop, maybe the better arm at shortstop. Folks, I can't tell you that. And, and I'll tell you something else. When people form, when you read all these opinions about Peraza and, and uh, Volpe, whether people are talking about it on the air or, or columnists, sports writers, whatever, do me a favor. The only people who see, for example, Peraza and Volpe, who, who was seeing them in the minors? You know who was seeing them? Scouts. You think any of these people who are reporting on the major leagues, whether it's TV, radio, or, 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 or the major league baseball writers, you think they're going down? They're busy covering the teams in the majors, so they're not going down to the boondocks and the minors looking at these guys. So their opinions are just based on other people's opinions. I, and that's all I was basing my stuff on. I wasn't telling you, well, I got to see from my own eyes. The only time I saw from my own eyes about Volpe was this past spring training. And with my own eyes, that finalized my judgment. Believe me, if, if I wasn't seeing what I got to see, I would have said, okay, maybe I was jumping a gun. But what I wanted was Peraza to be the shortstop, Volpe the second baseman. I wanted both those guys. I want, I want youth being served. I wanted both those guys in lineup. Okay, so Peraza now goes down to the minors. He's optioned. But realistically, how was uh, Volpe going to play second if Peraza, uh, Peraza at short if no deal was going to be made? Because you got guys like Gleba Torres. What are you going to do? Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking what you're going to do, and I believe the Yankees have been working, and this is no inside information. I do believe the Yankees are working on a trade, have been working on a trade. The deal, Gleber, and by dealing Gleber, it opens up the opportunity to do what I said, Maybe Volpe at second and Peraza at short. Or vice versa. Like, like to me, and I'm not convinced, I am not convinced that's not going to happen. But while I was wishing for that, now with the injuries to the pitching staff, I believe some of my wishing can, has a better chance of coming becoming a reality. Has a better chance of becoming a reality. Because you got a pitching staff that's in shambles. And even if Louis Louis could come back in his first start and throw nine innings, which, you know, that ain't happening. But Louis can come back, and and I I still can't say to myself, I got, well, you know, now we can count on Louis. Because I don't know that you could count on Louis. And listen, this is a big year for Louis because he's going into free agency. But if I'm the Yankees, how, how can I count on this? But while we can talk about the possibility of trading Gleber, I've also thought about this. Now that it's finalized, now that Anthony Volpe is your shortstop, and I do not want this to happen at all, Oswald Peraza being traded. Don't want that to happen at all. However, 
However, maybe he could go in pretty much a blockbuster trade. Like, okay, you want a stud shortstop? Because that's what that's what all the reports are on Peraza, an outstanding young shortstop. Okay, you want somebody like that? Let's see what kind of glossy arm you can give me. What kind of big deal we can come up with. If if it's multiple players or I, I'm I'm not saying and, and folks, this is my opinion. But my opinion is based upon something that has to happen. The Yankee the Yankees can't move forward without making a deal for an arm. Impossible. Well, they can move forward, but are they going to move forward into success or failure? That, that, to me, is the burning question here. Are they going to move forward into success or are they going to move forward into failure? You know, let's look at what's happened. And maybe the Yankees wouldn't be in as rough shape as they are right now had they not made the most horrendous deal for Frankie Montas. Just, just not, that might go down as one of the worst deals in Yankees history. And I'm not here to beat up Brian Cashman, but you got a guy who was injured last year. He wasn't good when they got him. And now they can't do anything with him because he can't pitch because he's hurt. I mean, for Montas last year, they traded young arms. They traded J.P. Sears. They traded the lefty, um, what the heck was it? Ken Waldachuk, who, if I recall, was like their fifth, the Yankees' fifth-rated prospect. They, tra- they traded a right-hander, Luis Medina, who was their ninth-rated prospect. And then for the deal with Scott Efros from the Cubs, who had to have Tommy John, they traded... Uh, Hayden Wesneski, who was a seventh round, not excuse me, not a seventh round pick, was ranked seventh in that prospect. So here, here's my question, you know, just being realistic. If you don't trade those guys, maybe your future is brighter with the arms, young arms, prospective arms. But they don't exist, not for the Yankees any longer. So you got to do something about it. I mean, you know, when you looked at what that that starting rotation going into the season looked like, you know, Cole, Rodon, Nesta Cortez, Severino, Montas, looked pretty impressive. Then behind those guys were Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt. But now all of a sudden, Domingo and Clark moved from 6 and 7 to... Uh, four and five, or three and four. Well, it's a mess. Now you, you, you now we got to move Johnny Brito in. It's a mess. You want to talk about winning World Series? You, you know, like I don't want to hear any talk now about what we need to do to beat the Houston Astros. What you got to worry about is winning your division and getting your pitching staff straightened out. 
So again, I think a deal has, the trigger has to be pulled on a deal. Has to happen. And who are you going to deal? I mean, I, I, I'm con- I was convinced going into the offseason that Gleber was going to go. But, you know, in fairness to the Yankees, you aren't going to give them away, and you don't want to certainly give them away now. And they're not giving anything away. But they, to get good pitching, you got to give up something. And You know, my question about this is the other thing that, you know, we kept hearing all these stories that, as I mentioned, the guy Ken Waldachuk was ranked fifth, who was traded in the Montasdale. He was ranked fifth in the organization as the prospect. Luis Medina was ranked ninth. And Hayden Wesneski, uh, Wesneski was ranked seventh. All three of them were traded. So now I wonder about this. Were they so good as high prospects? Or was that Yankee propaganda just saying how good they were? And maybe they weren't that good. That's why they were able to go. But whatever the hell they were able to do, they got what they got for Montas. They got nothing. They got a, just a pain in the ass, a pain in the arm, whatever. They got a big freaking headache. They got to get this situation fixed and they got to get it straightened out in a hurry. You cannot move forward this way. So I don't know if it's Gleber. I don't know if it's kind of a blockbuster deal with Peraza, and I really don't want that to happen. But if you're going to fix this up, you got to fix it up someplace. You know, I will tell you this. Um, I want to see, I don't know that it's going to happen, but I want to see Volpe. I know during the season, during spring, he's been batting leadoff. I don't know if they were planning on changing that in in the for keeps in the coming season, but I would want Volpe batting first, and I would want DJ LeMayu batting second, and I want Aaron Judge batting third. And why do I want DJ batting second? Because I want a guy. If Volpe can be the guy, our fingers are crossed that he can be, and he's a base stealing threat. I want a guy who can get on base, and then I want a good bat manipulator batting behind him who can hit to all fields, who can hit period, who can move runners around. He, but, but, DJ LeMayu is the best bat manipulator on the team. And, and I've been saying this till I'm blue in the face, and I'll continue to say it. You know, with a guy like Volpe on a team, you know, there was a greater chance of playing small ball, and the Yankees need to be able to play small ball. And, and to me, if you have a guy like Volpe able to get on base and LeMayu behind him, Aaron Judge is going to have a boatload of runs batted in, and that's why he's there. You, you know, let me tell you something, folks. Yeah, forget 62 home runs. I'm Don't even think about 52 home runs. Right now, I'd settle for 42 home runs right now. If, if I can get 42 home runs from him and his batting average to be a 300 batting average like it was last season, and the guys can get on base, he had 131 runs batted in, he'd have more this season, and then we'd all be happy. But something needs to be done. 
You need to do something with these arms or lack thereof. Very excited about the coming season. Yankees opening up against the San Francisco Giants in the Bronx. Mets opening up down in Miami against the Marlins. Uh, you, you know, there's just something about a new baseball season. Just the thought of being at the ballpark, being up in the Bronx uh, on uh, on Thursday, the game being on, yes. I mean, it's exciting. It always is. The, to me, there's nothing that's more fun than the opening of the baseball season. Just the freshness, just hanging around a batting cage, talking shop. It, it's great. But, um, boy, I'll tell you what, going to be a lot of shop talk around a batting cage come Thursday because everybody's wondering, what what you going to do, New York Yankees? What exactly are you going to do? Something needs to be done. Who gets moved? Who doesn't get moved? And, and, and I want to bring out one more point to you, okay? And people have not, I haven't seen this spoken about and, you know, it's very easy to be big with other people's money, okay? But what did we see this spring? We saw Anthony Volpe emerged. I'm not saying as a budding superstar, but he emerged as a bright, bright, bright young blue chip prospect who's now vaulted into a starting role at shortstop for the New York Yankees. But let's talk about some young names that we see in the Yankees. We see Volpe. We see Peraza. We see Cabrera. We see uh, Jason Dominguez, the Martian. We see Andres Shapiro. We see Austin Wells, the catcher with the busted rib. That's one, two, three, four, five, six guys. Six young guys. Six young guys. Young guys who, and again, this is barring trades. Okay, we don't know what's going to happen. But six young guys. And other than Volpe or Cabrera, you know, the other guys are all in the minors. Um, Six young guys who all look very good and exciting with exciting futures. You know what that also means? That also means... If they can emerge over the next, I'm not saying this season, but the following season, you're talking about guys that can be cost-effective for quite a few years to come. For quite a few years to come, where you don't have to break the bank on those guys. And because you don't have to break the bank on those guys, maybe you can bank, bank, break the bank on another guy. And you know which guy I'm talking about? Mr. Otani. That's right, Otani. Now, you might be saying, well, Russ, what the hell are you talking about? They, we just signed, Yankees just signed Aaron Judge for $360 million. Otani's going to cost us, what, what's Otani going to cost? I'll tell you what he's going to cost. He's going to cost a half a billion dollars. $500 million. But he's also the best player in baseball because he pitches and hits. And he does both extremely well. A super duper star. Okay? 
But because all those young names, if if people are doing their due diligence and can project, well, those guys are going to be cost-effective for quite a few years. So if they're cost-effective for quite a few years, that to me is Shohei Otani. Okay? And let me tell you, to get him would be something very, very special. I could see, it might sound crazy, maybe I'm wishful thinking, but I could see Shohei Otani, you know, with, in pinstripes, with the circumstances that I just said, because of those guys, and and let me tell you, Dominguez, Shapiro shined, shined in his spring training, shined. Cabrera had a great spring training. The Peraza thing, okay, Volpe won the deal. Austin Wells, I, I mean, you got guys that are going to, you know, that's your future. So that being the case, I think about it. All right, let's, let's just talk about the Mets here. You know, look. They lose Edwin Diaz. They lose the best closer in baseball. Certainly the best closer in baseball last season. They lose him. If they're signing him to a big contract on a freak accident. We've gone through that. I'm not going to go over it again. So what are you going to do? Well, you need to fix that. Now, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to do closer by committee. Wait to see uh, uh, who emerges. But... Um, that's a problem. Again, as I said to start the thing, best laid plans sometimes can go right down a dumper. And they also had a situation with a need for youth to be served. But their youth is not being served right away. Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos, two big-time prospects in that organization for the Mets, were both sent to the minors. And I was really against Beatty being sent down to the minors. And I understand they got Eduardo Escobar, but, you know, Beatty, to me, is a young guy who needs to play. He tailed off a little bit in, in spring training, but he got off to a great start. I, I Both are talented guys. But, you know, I read something yesterday. Uh, Billy Epler, the GM, said this, and, you know, I didn't think about it, but it's a fair point. I, I was prepared to criticize the Mets for putting Beatty down, but... Epler said, he mentioned two guys, Nolan Arenado, of course, of the Cards, and Austin Riley of the uh, Braves, two not good third basemen, two outstanding third basemen. I don't know that there's anybody better than an Arenado in a game today. Both Arenado and Riley, each of them had more than 400 games apiece in the minor leagues. 400 games apiece. And now they're at the top of their games in the major leagues. So, in fairness, not the end of the world. You know, if you're not going to play in the big leagues, then you need to be playing in the minor leagues as long as you still have options. You know, I, I think they're very much part of the future. Listen, Francisco Alvarez, their catcher, Young catcher, he needs to play. 
You don't want a guy like that just sitting on a bench with, getting splinters in his ass being a DH. So while youth needs to be served, the big one being served this spring is Anthony Volpe for the Mets and the Yankees. I mean, yeah, you, you know, you got other young guys, you know, Cabrera, but we saw Cabrera last year. We'll see what happens with Peraza. But injuries aside, deals aside, what's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's play ball this week. Yankees home in the Bronx against the Giants. Mets down in Miami against the Marlins. A new baseball season is upon us. Yahoo! And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's latest edition of Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because I say it all the time. Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. Uh, and once again, please remember, please remember to, uh, if you haven't done so already, to download the Yes app and tell your friends and family to do the same so you and everybody can be able to watch me on my video editions of Get a Load of This on the Yes app. But that's it for now. So until next time, I want to bid you all a bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week, everybody. And play ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.